I'm Anya. And I'm Scarlett. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And experience pussy power as you never have before. Perfect. Party. Awesome. Party on. (laughs) Party on. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Party on. That's the best way to start an episode, isn't it, babe? Absolutely. We are a party here in the Yoniverse, if you didn't know. (laughs) We are a party. And we just had a party. So for all of y'all listening, the energy that we're feeling right now is coming right off of recording because we just got to record with today's guests in a separate session for their own show. And so this might just feel like a continuation of where we were, but (laughs) how you doing, babe? How you feeling? I'm feeling so good. It's been a while since we've been interviewed and that's such fun energy. So if you want us to be on your show, Please invite us, the Slut Sisters. Yeah, yeah we want we want to be out there so on fun. on different shows, and especially when the show is one that I listen to and that I really really enjoy. And our two guests just put a fantastic show out there, and this is a pretty big one, babe, because it, with yeah. this will be I don't even know our twenty third episode, I think somewhere up there. Who knows? Something yeah, like and that. We though. have yet to have a penis bearer (laughs) not to be confused as we were leading into the episode with a penis bear (laughs) but a penis i see y'all dying over there you can you can speak i'm gonna introduce you properly we don't need you to be silent i just said grr baby very grr we love it we love it so we have Rihanna and Adam from Bottled Up Bitches here in the Yoniverse. And that means that we have our first masculine on the show in the Yoniverse. And we're just really excited about that because I've listened to their podcast for quite some time now. They are fellow Texans and they're a horny married couple, baby. And they are talking about their experience. And I love um, Rihanna's email. It says self, what is it? Self proclaimed sex self-taught yes and i love that i think we should all be self-taught sexperts and so welcome to the universe guys we're so happy to have you yeah welcome welcome thank you thank you for having us i'm so honored to be the first uh penis bearer (laughs) you'll be you'll always be the penis bearer in our in our bedroom i feels like a the standard bearer in an old medieval army where like i'm keeping the troops positive but i don't do a whole lot and we're gonna send you a plaque like it'll be in the mail just know yeah first penis bearer in the universe very special we're happy to be here We're so happy to have you guys. And it was so much fun to talk with you on your own show just now. And to bring that energy over here to the universe just feels like so much fun. And we're thrilled to have you. And I, frankly, just want to hear a little bit about how you guys got into Bottled Up Bitches and being so confident and proud to talk about your sexual exploits and your sexual openness. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how this all came about. Yeah. So Bottled Up Bitches was birthed out of many loud, drunken wine nights um, with friends at my Mm. house. So Adam would come in and we all my friends would leave and he would say, these conversations I hear you having with your friends are insane. Like they're so good. I'm learning so much. Y'all are having a good old time. This, this could be a show. Well, so I had started, I had begun the process of starting my own studio, Crooked Bunny Studios, which is the house that 
uh, bottled up bitches is under. And, and yeah, pretty much that I was like, I was listening to conversations you would have with friends. And I was like, this is a show. This is just y'all. Like it was just fun to listen to. It was, it was, uh, I, I learned a lot listening to it. I was like, so this is, this is, this is a crooked bunny original right here. Yeah. <laughs> and Adam's always been very, um, he's a, he can be a little shy boy, but he's very open and him hearing certain things, whether it's I saying it or somebody else in my life saying something. Like I don't think shy, quiet. I don't talk. You don't talk a lot, but you're very open into listening. Mm-hmm. So shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> I like to clarify. Shy means one thing. Quiet means another. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Apologies. Apologies. That is fair. Um, so yeah, I was, I've always been like, I just want a safe place to talk to my friends. And I would have friends where I could talk explicitly about things. I would have friends get uncomfortable when I'd say, oh, who do you use as a guy now? I'm looking for a new OBGYN. Mm. And they're like, that's personal. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> um <laughs> So just like you recommend a nail salon, I'd like you to recommend a doctor that you're safe with. My bad. Um, So that's kind of where it stemmed from. I've always been a very open, not super shy individual. Um, I'm just very boisterous, I think. And yeah, having a safe space and Adam giving me a place as well of like, let's just put this out there and see what catches on. Um, It's just been it's just been a treat. I love sex and I like to talk. I like talking about sex. So. Oh, my All gosh. The things. Yeah. All the things. And then making him be part of it, it. I don't think I had to twist his arm too much, but I think he enjoys it now. He's a curious, a curious one. So I'm a curious guy. And, and I've always and I think for me, it comes from a place of wanting to learn. I, I think I've probably told this story on uh, on our show, on our show. But I remember I went with Rihanna to a um, mm. to a guy, uh, gyno appointment. It was just like your exam. It was just exam. your wellness exam. And I. I don't, we weren't married at the time. I don't even know how long we had been dating. Maybe a year. Yeah. Like about a year. And I was like, I want to go. Like, I'm curious. I'm never going to have like, you know, I get physicals in one way. Like they cut my balls and I cough (laughs) and like, but I will never, I don't know what the other, what the other side of this is. So I was much more invasive. Yeah. yeah, I was just curious on the process and everything like that. So I've always been very, um, curious I, I think i'm just a curious person and i like learning all different things and shout out to dr bias wherever she is in, in the medical district of houston i you know don't dr. Bias, Scarlett? but i'm just oh. saying <laughs> i was like oh my, my sexual health doc <laughs> oh my god that would be great i've had my sexual health doc on this show so like i know what it is to champion oh, your sexual health doctor like it is amazing when you find those gems she was my mom's doctor, and then when I started going, when I was like 17 or something, she had seen me, and then at that point, I was like 21, 22, and I bring Adam along, and I don't, he's a curious one, so he's in the room with me, and she was like, get out of the room. Yeah, and so she was fun like, fact, fun fact. Um, <laughs> I wanted to hear yeah. more, so I'm yeah. so glad you're going fun yeah. fact for, for For everyone out there, and uh, for guys, if you were also curious about being uh, involved or at least seeing the process of a gyno appointment. You can't. You can't. <laughs> Apparently it's a sign of abuse. Yeah. When no. guys wow. go so into she, she kicked him out of the room yeah. and was like, is everything okay at home? What's going on? Do we need to talk to mom? I went at this point. I'm like, I'm almost done with college. Like, I'm like, I have a full-time job. What do you mean? Do we need to call my mommy? But I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she was like, well, when men are in the room, it's usually a sign of abuse because they don't want their person alone with their doctor 
um, in case like I, I, is there anything I need to know about? And I was like, no, like he's good. Mm. If you don't want him in here, that's fine. But like everything's safe. Everything's good. He's just supportive. I don't like driving downtown. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I don't want like, and I don't care that he's in here. So she's like, okay, I just wanted to make sure. So she brings him back in the room and she's like, eyeballing you and she drew that curtain like no you're not watching yes and i was very i was very much wanting him to see what goes down i'm like oh no i want you to see this pap smear i want you to understand um but no she was not having it dr bias said adam you can be in the room but you are not seeing anything and she was looking at me the whole time like like you good and i'm like everything's fine so i really want to follow up with her one day and be like we're so married and so good like but i really appreciate that the extent she went to i did not know that was a thing um, but I was like, get yeah. it. Yeah, she's over she's there. On it. She's over there thinking I'm abusive. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting in the room and my head being like, one, two, Prince is now before you. Go ahead now. Like zoning out. Just Isn't it funny that like like these like the, I just feel like we get so many complexes from these kinds of separations that like, you know, it, it, that the notion of a masculine partner like coming in with with a woman to an exam like that's like you that is a sign of abuse like i just think it creates these like separations you know what i mean it's like why can't our partners have an understanding or a healthy curiosity about what it's like to take care of our yonis like why is that so Mm -hmm. out there that you'd have to go through an experience like that? I'm so glad that you shared that. And I bet you like some of our listeners may have experienced something like that as well. In her defense, I do look, I look like Like a a serial serial killer. killer. (laughs) So like, because we do, we, that happens, that happens quite often. I think people think I'm more aggressive than I am because I am for, for your listeners, I'm six foot five. I'm four eleven. And she's four eleven. I have a giant beard. I have long hair. Like I look like. Giant dick. <laughs> yeah. Standard nine inches. Isn't that what we were talking about? Uh, yeah. A short nine. A short nine. And uh a short like, nine. I look like short. I live in the cabin in the woods and like the government's gonna try to get me and I'm gonna fight back. It's like, you know, like so I get it, but we do this happens quite often, people thinking oh, you that you don't want us to go to another country. When we go through TSA, like we get they, TSA every I always get stopped time. at TSA. They're not having it. They're very uncomfortable. They're like, What's your address? Where do you live? Like in regards to me, am they I think safe? I'm sex trafficking they, her. I, yeah, every everyone time. thinks I'm getting trafficked. Mm-hmm. So um Well, I've had the cops threaten to I've said I've had someone threaten to call the cops on me because they thought she was a child. And oh. we were just getting groceries, so like HEB yes. held it down. Yeah. Like, come on, HEB. <laughs> For the Texans <laughs> listening, y'all know, y'all know Here, what HEB is. Everything's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I am dead with this. I also, I'm your short sister, Rihanna. I am, you know, on a good day. <laughs> With shoes on for 11. Nice. I like that on a good So, day. yeah, but I've not had this experience, but I have in the past had proclivities for tall guys. So I wonder if this is what people are thinking. I'm always sitting here thinking that people just look at me and be like, oh, she's a spinner for sure. Like, that's you. I only think they're just going like sex jokes right away. Sure. But like people are thinking you're getting... <laughs> child like sex traffic yeah my if i had to assume and not to sexualize you i imagine you have the body of a woman so like my body of a woman like you got boobies um Mm, can't relate so like i have the chest of like a chubby 12 year old boy she does not she does not she says it all the time it's not true 
I have a I have a woman body. It's just super petite. Like I've got hips, but when you wear you typically wear we're not more the same. not baggy. We're not the same, Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, I'm like definitely fitting clothes all the yeah. time. No, I'm definitely in a t shirt and jeans, and I look like I just hit puberty, and I'm just here to thrive. Like that's me. On, that's me it. on a good day. And then I hunch and standing next to her, like. You ready to go to the supermarket? So, yeah, yeah I've got this people nervous. Tro- I've got a toll troll next to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh my God, I love I'm it. just like so. Just <laughs> yeah. like safe. I'm just like falling in love with you guys. Like you're just so charismatic and so funny, and you just have that sense that so many couples have of like oneness and warmth between the two of you. And like I think that it's it's interesting that you guys have made the decision to be so open about your sex life. And like sharing that, because I think it's interesting that a lot of times, like, I think when we're in a dating relationship as women or as guys, like, it's kind of common for folks to commiserate with their friends. Like, oh my God, we had great sex last night. Like, it was awesome. Like, you know, and then when marriage happens, I've had a sense that there's this transition that happens amongst my girlfriends. It's just like, no, oh, I'm not going to talk about that because that's my sex life with my husband. And I'm like, oh. we turn into the Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Going from the whore to the Madonna. Right. And so like <laughs> you guys are a married couple that like have a weekly show where you talk about your experience as sexual beings, your sexual experience together and talk with your guests. Like, what is that like for you? So eye opening. Um, as much yeah. as as open as we are and communicative, there are still things that we're discovering about each other in every conversation. Um, especially since we've had a really fun slew of like sexologists, sensual coaches, yeah, we've had therapists. A lot of free therapy recently. We've got a lot of free show. therapy. I'll yeah. tell you what, start a podcast if you don't have health insurance like us, because <laughs> you can get some ins- you can get some therapy out of it. But uh, yeah, we're, I, I, gosh, I remember it was last season, so it wasn't even too long ago that Adam told me that he had anxiety when he had sex with me. And I was like, we've been together for almost eight years. Not every time. Oh, I sure hope not. I have moments. Yeah, there's, there's times. <laughs> new, new discovery. Um, no, but yeah. he, uh, I didn't know that. So him talking about that, it shook me and I didn't realize this. And we had a thorough conversation about the why's behind that and and what I can do to to ease that anxiety because mm. I don't want to have anxiety when I'm having sex. I can't imagine mm. he would either. And he his he he would show it a lot more than I would. Um so there's always something to discover and I think the show has held us accountable in having constant communication. Um and just staying adventurous. You know, we've made a decision for this season to have less guests and focus more on our relationship. We found that our audience wants to hear more updates from us and we don't always have them. And I was like, we have to hold ourselves accountable. Let's do funner things. You've never gotten a hand job in a movie theater. Let's hit up the Cinemark. Let's get it. Like we have to keep things adventurous, not just for the content, but just because we should. We have a lifetime with each other. I don't want to have the same sex every single time. And I got to go through my high school hoeing years is what I call it. And I'm the second woman he's been with. So there are so many adolescent. I'm like, you never got like a BJ at the back of the bus, like leaving a football game. And he's like, no. So, <laughs> That's going to so, be a tough one to recreate. <laughs> I was going to say, 
Anything's possible. Anything's y'all can possible. figure it out. If anybody can do it, you guys can do it. Absolutely. Full I know a bus driver. Absolutely. So <laughs> it's just things like that. We know that we have a long life together and we want to make it fun and we want to have memorable moments. And I'm not the end all be all to sex knowledge and neither is he. And we just need to learn and grow and have fun. Yeah. And I think as far as the willingness to um, <laughs> to uh, uh, talk about it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> To answer your question, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I, both of us, I think we're both very interesting in, and and I'm sure, and this isn't, I'm sure we're a lot of people so are like this. We're so interesting. <laughs> uh, we're not like the other ones. Um, I think both of us, I think both of us are, that care deeply yeah. about mm. what people in our lives think of us. But outside of that, we tend to not give a shit. And there are little bits, right? Like we release an episode and we're like, oh, I hope I hope people like it. Or I work on other projects through Crooked Bunny and I'm like, oh, are they going to like it? Like you just have that kind of like artisty <laughs> creator anxiety of so that. So angsty. But uh, <laughs> but like in general, you know, we're no, we're kind of two bulldogs in public, right? Like someone <laughs> someone slightly irritates us and we'll start going off on him. And like we don't give a shit what everyone thinks. <laughs> we're not that aggressive. We're but- not. But but I think we both just don't care. We what just the, have each other's backs. We have each other's. I I just think both of us don't care necessarily. We don't feel judged, or we don't care about feeling judged by other people. For me, I'm like, well, the only person I feel I need to impress is is my wife, and she's going on this journey. So yeah, we can talk about my sex life, and uh, sure, there might be a whole tens of strangers out there listening to our show <laughs> that will. Maybe think I'm weird or, or be like, that's embarrassing. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. Well, we've gotten that feedback when the when the show first premiered. We had a lot of specifically men reach out to me and their thought process and question for me was, um, does your is your husband not embarrassed? Like, how does your husband feel that you're just airing him out? Like that was that was a gosh, what did they say? Like, oh, you really called him out that last yeah, episode. But, yeah. way, to, way to really call him out that you're the second woman he's been with. Like, how did that must have been a strike to the ego. Like, way to call him out and hang him out to dry. And I'm like, I might be the second woman he's been with, but he gets to go home to this. So, like, I don't know what you think that, like, there's any shame around. Right. Like, why would you Why would you carry on? Yeah, the only person <laughs> I would be in that could, that I'd be, like, ashamed of them thinking something bad is my wife. Like, what? Well, it's so interesting. She can call. Sorry, that's such an abrupt ending. <laughs> was, I was like, "Wait, are you done?" <laughs> she can call me a soft five, but at the end of the day, like, I'm I'm having sex with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shame to that at all. But like, also, I think our society shames. Like, you, there's no such thing as a correct amount of sex or sexual partners, or sexual, yeah. like, there's that doesn't sure. exist in our like shared concept. It's like you're either being shamed for having too much sex or not enough sex, depending on your gender and age and all this shit. It just doesn't exist. Like, I believe it's like it doesn't exist. And so it's like I'm. that's so interesting that you shared that reaction from some of your listeners, because it's like that's such an assumption that like, you know, that that would be anything to to not want to share. You know, I really want to focus on that because our show, we're all about slut positivity. But like shaming like people for you know their different sexual expression is really just as gross in my opinion just totally there's always 
there's a balance to it. There's always people that think that he should have had more sex, and there's people that think I should have had less sex. So it balance. We cancel each other out. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say too, and I think something that we try to hold firm in our show is we want people to hear our stories and go, "Me too." Yeah. Like I'm with you, and I'm glad to know that's out there. You know, for me, I was in my twenties before like my first time having sex, and even at the time, I think the only pressure I felt was more out of social anxiety or peer pressure, right? I was not like, I want to have sex because I want to have sex. I, I've never been a, ironically, I've never been a sexually driven person. Hmm. Um, like I was even at a young age, I was a romantic. Like I hmm. wanted to have a relationship. I doesn't didn't necessarily want to have sex. So I think, like, I, I hope that by me sharing this, other people can go, yes, I, I, I'm with that, and it's nice to hear someone else doing that. Because yeah. especially as a man, and this is that fucked up thing of, like, a woman, you're a slut if you have sex, and a man, you're a fucking loser, nerd, if you don't have sex. But, like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like, a priority for me. I had other yeah. shit I was dealing with and worrying about. <laughs> totally. Pardon the break in the episode, but we have a special invitation for all of our femme stars in the universe. Do you have a longing to connect in with other women on a deep level? Do you desire to share your sexual experiences with other women without fear of judgment or shame? What would be different for you if you had a group of women to offer support for your unique journey? cheering you on for every win you experience and holding space for every challenge that you encounter. Slut Sisters is an intentional community of sexually empowered women supporting one another's unique journey of sensual expansion. If the word slut bristles you, the first thing we want you to know about our sisterhood is that we have redefined the word slut. Profound healing comes when we take back the power that was used to slander and diminish sexually empowered women, and we now own this word, slut, for our glory. The new definition of slut is sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed. Slut Sisters engage daily in the Slut Sister Sanctum, our exclusive Discord server. We gather at our monthly Slut Sister sessions for fun and quality connection. Our ticketed monthly Slut Sister events range from the salacious to the sacred, providing a deep dive into the myriad facets of sluthood. We have two options for membership, a free tier that gets you into the sanctum and the monthly sessions, and an annual tier that gets you that, plus all access to our monthly ticketed events. To join Slut Sisters, click on the link in the show notes below. We cannot wait to see you in the Slut Sister Sanctum. Totally. And I love, okay, so keeping with the theme of how we love slut positivity here, you know, with Slut Sisters, we have a definition of slut being sexually liberated, unshamed, and transformed. Mm -hmm. And we've already talked about how you feel putting these things out there. But presumably, you've also had to go through a process of analyzing how talking about this is going to be received by people in your life, your families, your friends, that sort of thing. And I would really love to hear from you guys that process that maybe you guys had to go through through your own as you were embracing your sexual liberation and wanting to be able to talk about that. 
How did you go through this process of unshaming it to the point where you're comfortable being out there and talking about that? And has that been a thing in your life with family, friends, whatever? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I don't mean this in a in a way. I think I I lost that shame very early. Mm. I don't think I held on to it into my adulthood. So so some of my precursor is in high school I got dragged through the mud by the people I didn't want to have sex with. So I was a slut. I was all these negative things. I was being spoken about very badly all of a sudden because I didn't want to have sex with certain people. Um, and I don't know. I I grew up very much I, – I raised myself very much in high school. I wasn't around my family a lot or my mom. I didn't have a lot of people telling me how to live, but I've always been very responsible. So as soon as I had a car and I could drive and I had a job, which was 16, 17 – yeah, I'm out here having sex. I just thought – I thought I was a little Carrie Bradshaw. I really thought I was onto something. I was like, I am an adult. Y'all can't say shit. Oh, you're – like, you're going to talk about me for having sex? Like, I'm having casual sex. Like, if I want to have sex, I want to have sex. I've always been very in – very much in power of that. And I don't think I ever really hit it. I don't think I was ever a kid in high school that was like, don't tell anyone we had sex. But I didn't think it was going to get spoken about so much. And as soon as it was being spoken mm. about, and it was because I didn't have sex with this person, because mm. there's like this weird mentality in high school that like if you have sex, you're open for business and you're having sex with everyone. I was like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. have sex with you. Um, I think that just amplified it. I was like, oh, so I'm I'm this big slut. Like, okay, like I'll be the biggest slut you've ever seen. And I truly just didn't care. Mm. If I wanted to have sex with you, I made it known. And I've just kind of I've just kind of always been that way. I saw it as I saw it as a freedom. I just saw it like I thought of it like I was this adult mature thing. Not necessarily like I was very lonely and I was going through it for sure. I was I called myself a window crawler. Like I'm just going in windows. There was a good amount of people I didn't sleep with and I wanted to just sleep in their bed with them. Mm. And that was like an annoying thing. And that rumor got out that like she doesn't have sex with you. She just wants to sleep in your bed. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) mm-hmm. So like that was the honestly that was it. I was just very lonely and seeking companionship and um you know validness from other people that I shouldn't have. Yeah. But I've just always thought of it as a very powerful thing. I thought it was it was a very I thought I was in control, and so I've never looked at it like a naughty, dirty thing. Um, what about you? That's amazing. You're the OG slut sister, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> It stems from trauma. <laughs> hey, we love a good trauma bond. Just girly things. Yeah. <laughs> That's another topic, right? We could all get there. But it's nice to have that power, even if it's not necessarily for the right reason, but even when you come out of it and realize it's for the wrong reason and just kind of honing it for the right reason. But I've always used sex as a tool to yeah. heal, not necessarily the most healthy way, but I used it as a way to feel what I needed to feel. I wanted to feel not alone. I wanted to feel embraced. I wanted to feel love. I I blog a lot about this that I think every person I've had sex with, I've left a little piece of myself and I can really reminisce on that. Like as casual as it was for me, mm. I can relate love to a lot of these different people. So I've, it's never felt bad or naughty 
or wrong because I saw something in that person and I really attribute it to like, I'm going to give you something special and you're going to give me something special. So I don't think of those encounters as like these flingies, bad, slutty times. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Anya's pointing at me. I can relate so, Same. so. Same. Yeah, I can tr- really relate on that level of, especially what you were saying. I think you and I, we're pretty close in age. And I think a lot of our generation didn't carry this tremendous um, like weight of shame because we had like the internet. We were exposed to like a lot of stuff from a young age. But like I, I, I one of my earliest kinks that I can remember was taking guys virginities <laughs> i had a, uh, i had a body count nice. of virginities that i kept for a while because i was like and the kink about it was like you'll never forget me like <laughs> i'll always be here i love that <laughs> i mean like but i love what you described about having like encountering your sexuality so so frequently for women we do feel the power that comes with our sexuality and just like you said, it may not be the healthiest expression for us. It prob- may- probably isn't for many of us starting off because we're just kind of like shooting in the dark, looking for belonging, looking for acceptance, looking for pleasure, validation. validation. And, and we don't really have a roadmap. Uh, and it's you're just kind of out there. You know what I mean? And it can be a, a very isolating, lonely process. But the, what you encounter is like, oh, okay, this is a part of me that is authentic. This is a part of me that matters and that really there's nothing bad about. And if I can find a way to come into communion with this in a way that feels mm. wholly safe and wholly, like, you know, embodied and, like, this is me when I'm sexual, um, I'm not doing this just for someone else or, uh, you know, all of that, I just could really, really resonate with encountering that and then journeying with it to where you are now. Yeah. It's awesome, girl. I yeah. feel like it's different when you feel like you're in charge and you're like, I'm using you. You're not using me. <laughs> I think I always yeah. had that mindset of like, this very much like, this is my choice. This is what I want to do. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally get that. And Adam, it sounds like your experience was like, really quite different than that. And so you talked already about the fact that, you know, you came into more of your sexual like awareness and activity a little bit later and maybe your experience was different. Like, did you have to go through any process of like, all right, I really got to do some work around this. If I'm going to talk about this publicly with like family, friends, whatever. Um, yeah. And I would say it's, uh, I would say it's primarily this show. Starting this show is what kind of is is what that process for me was and is still continuing. Um, Do you think the rebrand kind of threw you into that? Like, yes, absolutely. Because I mean, the original the original show, I was just the producer, and I think like I would like chime in every once in a while, like mm-hmm. very blue moon. We had another person on the show, and then that fell through, and we had to do a complete rebrand, and that's when I got brought in as like where Rihanna was like, okay, Adam, like step up to the bat. Like it's your turn. Let's do this. And so it kind of threw me into, I threw I me into the, I don't even think it was a conversation yeah. as much as it was assumed. Yeah. It, and it kind of just threw me into the deep end. Um, so it's a fairly recent and, and very recent journey for me. I mean, 
I, uh, you know, my, I, I've always had kind of shame around sex to a certain extent. Um, I, both my parents are, I would say pretty emotionally absent Mm. and don't necessarily like to discuss anything that makes them slightly uncomfortable. Um, you know, the sex talk that I got was whenever I started hanging around and spending time with girls who in no form or fashion had any interest in having sex with me. Uh, my dad walked into my room, threw a box of condoms at me and said, I don't want grandchildren yet. And that was all I got because I know in his mind he wanted to get in. My mom probably was like, you got to go in there. And he wanted to get in and out. So I've always had a lot of shame around the idea of sex. Um, you even it, had shame around masturbation for a while. Very much masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was just not something we don't talk about it in our household. We pretend it doesn't happen because it makes us uncomfortable. And, and so we won't we won't have those difficult conversations. Um, so, yeah, I think just doing this show has really brought out and broken down that shame. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you going there because we often are talking about the femme experience and femme empowerment around sexuality. But again, not to gloss over the masculine experience. And when you do have a childhood or an upbringing where sex is not talked about, where it's shamed, all of that stuff, of course, it's going to totally impact you. And yet mm-hmm. you grow up in a, sci- a society that teaches you that men are supposed to know everything about sex and you should totally know how to pleasure a woman and you should have all this pressure on you. And so I feel like those mixed messages between what a lot of men receive at home, which is we're not talking about this, that's dirty, gross, whatever. And oh, but don't worry, when you go out in the world, you have to be the best Casanova and you have to know all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, where the fuck am I supposed to get that? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And and when really, you know, I'm sure there were. But at the time when I was like coming into adulthood, it wasn't as prevalent, like finding knowledge about actual sex, right? Like real world sex. Right. What I had to right. figure out like how sex works is porn. And like mm-hmm. porn's great for some things, mm-hmm. not great for learning how to actually have sex with a real life woman. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, yeah. you're right. Like there's a lot of misinformation and like, what am I supposed to do? No one's going to tell me. Okay. Got it. Let's figure this out. Do, 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 and like make my way into the world of sex. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> you totally did. I was just looking at Scarlett. I was like, what you got, babe? What you got? Well, like what you said about about porn and like, again, I'm just like relating I because I think we are around the same age. I think you guys might be a little younger than me. But like, I mean, how many times are you going to say this and then highlight okay. for our audience that I'm a goddamn decade older than you fuckers? Whatever, babe. I'm sorry. Look at No, you wouldn't believe it, right? Look at her. Fucking oh, knockout. Super mature. <laughs> you guys yeah. yeah. are. I'm twenty. I'm twenty one. So oh, okay, yes. you're just emerging. God, you look bad. Girl for twenty one. Glad you're legal. Glad. Oh gosh. Scarlett, yeah. may I know how old you are? I am thirty three. Oh okay. 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 Are you guys gonna tell me how old you are? Do you want? <laughs> do you want I to know? Well, you're making assumptions. I feel like we should. I throw am it making out there. Assumptions. Everybody knows I'm forty six. I always say I'm forty six. Right? Really? Yeah. You look. That's that's there's no See, fucking do way. Go See? On. Do go on, Adam. <laughs> no way. Because I would have I... guessed at least sixty-five. <laughs> no, my God. Yes. No, you look in, like incredible. Mm. That's wild. But to yeah, me. I wouldn't have guessed that at I all. I thought you were it. like a a nice like thirty-five. Mm, like... I'll take it. Thank you, Rihanna. See, we mm. are the same age, babe. Yeah. Come on. 
So I'm just a little baby in the you're crib the over the here. How, how old you? I'm 27. <gasps> She's in her Saturn return. I am. Oh my god, it she sucks. Is. I read my uh, cards this morning. I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way around oh, it. Let's not talk about death right now. We're not talking about death. <laughs> I had a bad dream the other night. Ugh. And Adam's 29. You're 29? turning 30 this okay. year. Okay. So we are in the same age range. I'm cool with Roughly, the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, over here. <laughs> um, cool. You are. I'm the Steve Buscemi meme of, of this. <laughs> It's a good one. It's a good meme. Um, anyway, I feel like so many of us were like exposed to plethora of pornography. Like I certainly mm-hmm. what like I was, and every person in my peer group was, you know, through high school. It's like as soon as high speed internet dialed up, it's like, <laughs> you know, holy crap. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it was like with, literally anything you literally think of any combinations and then rule 34 came out and now it's like we've got yeah all sorts of it was anything everywhere. everywhere all the time porn like well i mean like if you sit up too late watching comedy central you, you now have like an hour-long girls gone wild oh my god i remember those yes yeah and yeah. and i'm like i love porn like i'm a big believer in porn but i wonder about like the porn saturation or like the pornification of our culture and especially because as you mentioned it's such a shitty primer and it's not designed to be mm-hmm. any way to have a real understanding of pleasure of like techniques for pleasuring a woman so often the stuff shown in porn is just it literally is for show it's entertainment and like mm-hmm. you know i i really feel that like especially masculines are like really failed in that regard and you really actually have to like set about to like i am going to to really determine what it's like you know to pleasure a woman and what i have to do to get there because uh, there's nothing handed. Yeah, and I, I, and I'm, I think there's more conversation about it. But like, you know, for for our generation, for masculine coming up in that age, no one told us, hey, asshole, this isn't what sex is like. Yeah. So you have like a 14, 15 year old person like looking up porn that's just being shoved in, and they're like, okay, so this is sex. Got it. And no one's telling them, like, no, it's really not. And then I choke her. Yeah, yeah. No! Yeah, so you have a generation of people coming up having a complete warped idea of what sex actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with you and I being together for eight years, I've been like, well, I think we should just, like, lay down one day. And I just think you need to just look at my vulva. (laughs) I think you need to just pussy gazing. Yeah, I think you just need to look at it, and you yeah. need to rediscover like touch everything. Yeah, she says that, but every time I try to get a close up look, she gets nervous and and closes up. You know, I gotta be wooed. <laughs> you gotta set and setting are just as important with vulva gazing as they are with psychedelics. I don't know if y'all are into psychedelics, but set and setting important in all these situations. Not yeah. yet. It's a whole thing with drugs with him and I, but uh. <laughs> we'll work our way up. We'll have to get a spirit guide for that You've one. You got one. Um, but yeah, I'm like, there it is. We need to. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, even though like you've been touching me the same way for years and years and years, like I'm sure there's a different way. There's another way. I'm learning a lot. Um, 
like let's just get into it so like I just want that sit down time of just like going over everything and shout out to Alice B. Wilder she's the one who told me to do that yeah um she's amazing she's a, a she's an artist the, neon, and uh, the pussy neon she, artist right she made a neon yes oh, that's genital electric yeah, yeah she's awesome she gave you that mirror she did she gave me a mirror to look she's like Ooh. look at it and I was like okay <laughs> mm. We do. We 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 have done a pussy gazing episode too. Oh, amazing! I need to get into it's it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But I love the fact that you're bringing it into the relationship too, because yes, we need to have a relationship with our own vulvas. But inviting like others, trusted partners into that relationship as well, I think is really beautiful. And it it just kind of creates just like a dimensional quality I think to the vulva and to the experience and same with like penis lingam gazing that sort of thing too I I I have talked before about how at one of my sexual shamanism trainings where we really kind of take an opportunity to do that really watch and look and look at it with reverence and respect and gratitude and really understand what it takes for the person bearing it and like allowing you to witness it Mm -hmm. for them to bring but also just like wow like the gratitude that we can have for looking and really understanding it at a new level in a way that's really personal so kudos to you for bringing that into your relationship I love it we're always learning we're always re- we we're always learn relearning and and restarting. We just got to get it get back to ground zero sometimes. Yeah, the basics. Mm-hmm. Look at it, appreciate it, love it. Yeah. We know what we mm-hmm. know what they're doing later. Aww. <laughs> She's going to bed. Yeah, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just feel like oh. I think that like the institution of marriage can be saved through podcasts because I just feel like <laughs> I agree. I that sounded that my laugh, but it was like it was funny. But you're, it's very true. No, I agree. Do like I I believe yeah. that if every married couple had a podcast specifically around sexuality and specifically yeah. around intimacy and connectiveness, like I, I could everything that you both have described about your journey. Like if every married couple could experience that, that's what when mm. people talk about like non monogamy or kink, it's like really all it is is a journey you're going on together. And mm-hmm. you don't know where it's going to lead you. Like, but you, you're together and you're experiencing it and you've got each other. And like you guys in podcasting, it's like the same concept, right? Um, it yeah. doesn't always need to be non-monogamy or kink. It can be just like, holy shit, let's, let's get our voices out there and connect with really cool people and have really great conversations that are affirming. And I just, I'm telling you, man. Uh, with your marriage certificate comes your podcast being Mike and and I think the divorce rate will go down. <laughs> you get your you get your mics in the mail from the from the government. There you go. And I love Adam too how you said too that like with the podcast your goal is to just allow people to feel like they're not alone, right? Like yeah. that what they're experiencing Absolutely. is let's normalize it. Let's normalize everything cuz the spectrum yes. of life is grand and large and there's room for every experience and I love that so much. Yeah, that's always been the goal of the show. Um, I, I remember season, I don't remember which season it is, but we had a uh, a guest on, um, Jason. Um, who, season two. Season Rest two, we had Jason. Jason and everyone go listen to that. It's a great episode and he unfortunately passed away fairly recently. Oh. Um, great man. But mm-hmm. I remember he we had him on because he was asexual. Mm-hmm. 
And we were like, I don't, I can't think of very often when someone like that, someone who is asexual gets to tell their story and what that experience is like. And so we were like, we have to, we have to have him on to talk about that. Cause all we want with this show is someone to listen and go, thank you. Or even, even better. Oh, I now have an understanding of the way I'm feeling, or I have a, 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 a word and an idea of what is going on with me that I couldn't quite figure out how, what these feelings meant and all that. Yeah. 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 I love Very that. Very special human. It's yeah. really powerful. We're going to find that episode and we're going to link to it here so that people can catch that because I agree with you. That's <clears throat> one of, one of the arenas of sexuality that gets the least amount of airtime and conversation. And I think that more people identify with that than than you might realize Mm -hmm. and so really glad you guys brought that up and I just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us yeah is there anything in your world right now that you want to make sure our listeners know about or anything you'd like to to talk about a little bit yeah I mean you can listen to bottled up bitches anywhere you stream your podcasts um you could always head to our website um crookedbunnymedia.com and click the bottled up bitches icon to read my blog, The Red Room with Rihanna. Um, anything else that I'm missing? You can email us at bottleduptalk at gmail. Yeah, yeah. Just, just all of our links are. All of our links we'll are make sure all the links are yeah, in the notes. There's a link people. tree with everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just... yeah, just give us a listen anywhere you'd like. We can keep up with us and anything that's happening that's new um, yeah. on Instagram or Twitter, bottled up bitches or bottled up talk. Uh, at Twitter because Bottled Up Bitches was too long and I would have to misspell it and I was not into that. Damn social media. I just want to say we have not had this much like laughter in the universe (laughs) I don't think and like I just want to thank you both for that like your levity and lightheartedness and you just kept us in stitches and I'm sure you know our listeners will be laughing along. (laughs) Laughter is the heart's best medicine in my opinion and we all need lots of it nowadays so thank you both so much and I'm coming to to ATX and (laughs) grabbing a coffee with you guys. Oh I can't wait to I can't wait to meet you that would be incredible. So fun. We are gonna make it happen. Well I'm too I'm too old to bar hop with y'all so I will just be at home and Oh stop Anya. (laughs) (laughs) You can party with the best of them okay yeah there's been many a nights where i passed out on you so, so. Uh, and also uh homie said coffee i don't know where you got bar, bar from, oh. but rihanna's gonna be home by four <laughs> <laughs> well now i know the curfew so i like to day I drink be, be blacked out by 5 p.m and be home yep that's how i roll we're not dissimilar rihanna we're not dissimilar Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on. Thank you all in the universe for being here with us for yet another conversation and just all this fun and laughter. And we can't wait to be with you again real soon. Take care. Stay horny. (laughs) Yes. Stay horny. Yes. I panicked. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I love she's wrapping up the show and you're just shoving. I panicked. It got quiet. I panicked. I thought she was waiting on us. I didn't know. ABC, always be closing. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. Perfection. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the Yoniverse, be sure to give us a five-star rating. 
and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred and stay salacious. <laughs>